but now adopt, adapt to a technology-driven world. I still enjoy hunting, fishing, boating, and camping and all those things, and I celebrate that God created all those things. And when in the outdoors, that's when I feel the closest to Christ. I enjoy his soul cleansing creation. It's just this obsession for me. In fact, I spent three out of the last four nights in a tent on Occoball Island. In our church, we have a small ministry that likes to hunt, fish, and worship together. We offer accountability, fellowship, and mission cartels, and to other people as well as we do a lot of life people here in the church. We try hard to walk out John Wesley's three general rules. Do no harm, be good, and, and fall in love with God. We consider ourselves simple men. When life gets too complicated and busy, and we get overcommitted, we just get back to the basics, kick back, and we go to Second Chronicles chapter 7, verse 14, where it says, If my people who are called by my name humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven, and I will forgive their sins, and I will heal their land. Because iron sharpens iron, we challenge and encourage each other with the three words truth, come on now. Neil Leonard came up with that as a slogan that came off of an ESPN sports show. Brian Threffle came up with a finish song. He could have picked as a deer panic for the war, 10,000 reasons, or our God is an awesome God, but instead he picked Simple Man by the Nerskin. <laughs> so, I too am a simple man with simple thoughts and simple words. Therefore, when I speak, I often use God's words. If I had to put a theme on what I was going to say for the next 20 minutes, I'd call this sermon, Sinners in the Hands of the Merciful Father. I don't expect that this message will be as celebrated as Jonathan Edwards' sermon, Sinners in the Hands of the Anger God, but I'd like to say that I'm one of the biggest sinners in the church. I'm a great sinner that they would say to say. Amen? Before we get started, I do have one story to tell, and it's about Brian Dresden. Several years ago, we had a meeting in Savannah in the Bethesda Hills. And he and Neil and Gary and a bunch of us in the mail here together at this church. So we were down there having a meeting. And what happened, we had an hour and a half lunch break. So we left the Bethesda Hills with a box lunch, walked down about four blocks, close to St. John's Cathedral. And we saw several nuns come by, and we saw priests or two in the crowd. So we sat down in the park next to Star Beach. And Brian, y'all know how he is on that sign that threw that story green and the first Lord did what was on the table. Anyway, so he smiled and he said, I've always wanted to get the gun. I'm like, I don't think I'd have told that, brother. But Phyllis and Jane and Cindy weren't there. We were having a boy time, if y'all know what I mean. Okay. Anyway, so he gets up and he leaves the other three on the bench and gets just about out of earshot from us. So we can still hear him. And finally, none of them sit there right at the side. So he starts doing this thing I've never seen him do with his eyes, kind of, you know. And he was charming his way in, and about that time, he was getting a little too close to comfort. And uh, he leaned in for a kiss, and the guy said, Hey, are you mad? And Brian said, No. <laughs> he said, Are you Catholic? He said, that, No, yeah, I'm Catholic. Yeah, I'm Catholic. <laughs> so that Brian Dressel, he was like the grant and stole kiss, and he called up a lie and called him that kid, and that's what he told us. So uh, he reached in and pumped it up and gave her a big kiss. And about that time, Brian smiled like a jewel in briars and he said, The joke's on you, I'm married and I'm happy. <laughs> the nun looked at Brian and said, No, 
The joke's on you. I'm a man. I don't go to costume party. <laughs>
I know that that is science in it, but now, why do we sin? Number two, why do we sin? The obvious answer is the original sin. In the Bible, it starts out in Genesis, with the most magnificent account of the creation of what God did for us. We all know the story that changes because of the people. From this moment on, the enemy developed a foothold that I call double in paradise. We are descended from Adam and Eve, and we have inherited this human nature. Now, just for a minute, I want to get that part to you guys. Give it to me, I just don't want to cut out to this. In Romans chapter 6, verse 23, it says, For the wages of sin is death, the gift of God is eternal life, and God is the Lord. Don't let me overcomplicate things. Let me say that again. The wages of sin are death. We adults, like Adam and Eve, often try to sit on our big leaf of God to cover our failures. However, I have three accountability for them. My wife Phyllis and my two college age boys. They know when I'm being honest with them or not. They expose my hypocrisy daily. If you have children, you know exactly what I'm talking about. I feel the reality through my lenses, and sometimes I rely on the best mechanism. And you really think it's what's best for me rather than see the truth of the fact. One of my biggest things is in a crime. I try hard to fix things that I can't fix. Relationships and family, relationships and work, frozen hearts and wounds and tears. At times when I try to get ahead of God, that's when I feel it. I've also experienced the same problem in the sexual realm. I try to fix things around the house that often use tools, paint brushes, washers, WD-40, fill up the stage, hot glue down, that's the big deal. But what we've got to realize is the science is fixed by all these things that God has to send us down. I like the motto of the Special Olympics. It says, let me win, but if I cannot win, let me be brave in your tent. Sir, we must be brave in your tent to be sent. First of all, in our own life, and then throughout the world. Even without Christians, apply to a time. Being high to mind the story that Adrian Rogers was talking about, and I think the minute he tells. But the story goes like this. The vision pastor came into a community and he did evangelism work and he went out to a man's house to do a little evangelism and burn through the church. And he saw a little girl right for a kid. And the pastor said, hey, tell me about those kids. And the little girl said, oh, they did that to you. That's the not, that's a wonderful thing. So the next thing you know, he travels around and says, back about three weeks later, and asked about what he had And then the little girl said, oh, no, no, they're the That's I thought you told me they were He said, yes, yes, sir. They never hide that. Right? <laughs> 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 and that's a huge story we've all heard of, but sometimes we're too high to try to our denomination and not try to our God. Come on, man. Let's stop being the church and go to the church. Right? You've got to go out and into the world. In the Bible, in Colossians chapter 3, verse 11, and I'm going to paraphrase this, it says, There can be no, neither free nor Jew, but in Christ, he is all and in all. So, in my interpretation of that, man created a denomination that God created right. We're all fishing in the same pond. The only problem is we saw a secret page for everything. Another reason that we sin or we can self-esteem. If we don't have sufficient self-esteem, we see this manifest as jealousy, hatred, greed, envy, wicked thoughts, and wicked deeds. I've never seen a serial killer, a Walmart, or a school shooter that had a healthy 
that same. Usually they feel less than for something that they get in the childhood or something that they get to get when they came to the years. I don't want to get political, but I'm so tired of tolerating things and, and, and calling it sin under the office of power. I say to the rest that I'm a born again Sam Nun Democrat and a wrong raising Republican. I say one nation under God. Merry Christmas. I salute the flag that stands tall by our national anthem. And shed a tear when a fallen warrior comes home. And our flag goes tall. Come on, America. What happened to this year's music in one nation under God? Regardless of your party affiliation, the political inertia and high-gloss rhetoric of our last act of cheating certainly has been a tragedy to itself as it focuses on the politics rather than the business. Nobody is reported to use is bold enough to call it evil or sin. The best commentary that I heard captured the essence of the situation that Mike Huckabee who said, and I'm going to paraphrase this, this is not a political problem, it's a spiritual issue. We can't blame testosterone, video games, Mental health is assault rifles, bullying, and the problem. These are simple. There is a hole in each of us that can only be filled. People, like yourself, one of the things to happen is to like yourself. You're the only person that you're going to give all of your life. Remember, wherever you go, that's where you're going You're the only person that you're going to give all of your life. So, if you can't get along with yourself, if you get you get validated to other people. A big part of life of yourself is to move on from the past. Ninety percent of people coming to my office with problems always will revert back to a problem that they have a surgery in their childhood. I know that nobody in here today is to endure the start from the past. But if you have, get over it. Yesterday is history. Tomorrow is the mystery. Today is the gift, and that's what we call the present. As Christians, we're called to live up and edify, to build up and edify our neighbors. If you have too much self-esteem and must have a call to in your hand, don't tell your brother, Sam, to feel this calling. Now, I know I'm getting long winded, but I think you need to hear this. And this is especially for the young people in here tonight, or today. Don't worry about what other people think about you. Verse 13 through 15 that says, 
That one thing he attempted, I'm not tempted, he was not tempted with evil. He himself tempted no one. But each one person is tempted when he is lured and enticed by his own selfish desire. Their desire, when it has conceived, gives birth to sin, and sin, when it becomes full grown, grown, or grown, brings forth death. That's the strong word, sir. This passage makes it clear that the word sin has an I. Another thing for us men is the eye to be spelled as E Y E. That can be one of the stumbling, stumbling blocks in our lives. In Psalm chapter 27, verse 20, it says, Hell and destruction are never full, and the eyes of men are never satisfied. And in Mark chapter 18, verse 9, it says, and this is read in my Bible, it says, and if the eye calls you to sin, pluck it out and cast it from you. So it's better for you to enter life with one eye rather than having two eyes and be cast into the world's body. I suspect that I'm not the only one here today that has trouble with his eyes. Be careful, little eyes, what you see. One time the late day, Steve Ziggler said, in a Sunday school class, when these people ask him to hate, his, the smoking, the drinking cause him to go to hell. He said, no, but he said, we'll make it smell. And is that what you want for God's holy temple? My last question for us today is, is how can we manage sin in our lives? In James chapter 4, this is so simple, y'all. In James chapter 4, verse 7, it says, Submit yourself, therefore, to God. Resist the devil, and he'll flee from you. Draw near to God, and he will draw near to you. And that's one of God's promises. It's simple. Again, I want to tell a story that amplifies that statement here. And again, if you're a guest this morning, I got a dinner for Tim Brother. I don't want to make an inside joke to anybody, but your guest, he drove a 1981 Bronco, and my dad had an old green wheel of And this story is about 40 years old, but I'm going to tell it again. The people at said so we needed to get the Jeep to Bob Donald for us to get it too. So what we did is we had a rope in that rifle and we were going to pull it down there. The, problem, the first problem was that we started to cross the project with that song. The next problem we had to cross 381. And 40 years ago, 381 was a good part of that. And it's not that way now, but there's a lot of traffic on 381. It's a dangerous highway. I passed all this told us, don't cross that highway on the back. So uh, the second problem was that we had a rope with about six problems. <laughs> so Daniel cranked up the Bronco and told me to hold on and not stop past. Things seemed to be going very well as we pulled out of Dave's driveway on the Hempart Road. Next we slowly pulled me to stop sign on 301 down through Chapel Street. And now we got to the business part of the highway. Have you guys ride with me This is where a poor planning, lack of experience, and two girls and boys. And the rope is entirely too long, thanks to the flushing and an otherwise pleasant summer evening. But Daniel started to cross 301, I noticed the tourist in a big black country town car, saying, Oh, it's just a North and South. By now, I think you get pissed. I was standing up on the brake, and he tightened the rope. He was clearly on the other side of 301. When, when he looked and saw the giant car barreling towards the almost invisible all-damn rope, in a panic, caught between decisions and indecisions, 
Then they dumped the blood and stopped the rest. This impossible situation could have been used as a high-level word problem for an engineering equation in a video game like Grand Theft Auto. But there were no cheat codes to save the superior driver to use. Next, Daniel shower down on the gas for the second time, and the Bronco down forward, now personifying the determination of the giant, as the mighty middle tier tires drown, and quickly falls across the street forward. I felt like Jack at the Beanstalk Theater, my life passed before my mind. Because all that was happening with my emotions, simultaneously, I was physically being screenshotted with intensity in the town hall. I was out of control of closing my eyes to see the birds of hair and die. <laughs> Afraid to look still not to have seen it with half open eyes, and it began to look out. Then look and the heat was still moving. The mind controllable, the adrenaline was causing my neurons to fire faster than the receptors to transmit messages from over his brain. And the wheels on the Jeep were spinning so fast it was dragging rather than turning. Next, the Jeep catapulted across the curve on the opposite side of the highway is now a passing the O.J. Simpson style Bronco <laughs> on the sidewalk with very little slack in the road. As they got on the road, on the brakes, the road began to tighten at a parallel adjacent angle there to that Jeep. And I looked like a professional flawless skier at Cypress Garden, leaning away from the boat with the shoulder almost touching the dirt and it came by. <laughs> My panic was escalated by the sound of the swirling rubber on the asphalt and the cement sidewalk. Finally, the sound and the motion and all stopped. As I was disoriented as I plowed up dirt in the parking lot of Gene Lindsay's signature, it's about $300 from where I needed to be at Bob Dollar for. God wants to finish me. He wanted me to preach to y'all today. <laughs> <laughs> the tourists were being get. I always saw what the class in that evening, and the green tree. Somebody. To this day, they probably felt like they still live, but they did it. Did you have those Or perhaps an asteroid or not, they come. Now, the reason I hear this story is it's not long. It's the most important. But when you get too far from the story, the fact is there. Again, I say, draw near to God and give God a To get late to get back to the main point of this, which is sinners in the hands of the merciful God. We talk about sin, why we sin, even the soul of our sin, and how we can manage sin in our lives that we have drawn close to God. But we haven't talked about God's mercy. Here's the good news. Christ died for us while we were yet sin. God loves his daughter as if there were only one of us. He loves us like we are, but he loves us too much to leave us that way. So that's Christ and that's mercy. God has always been out there doing that to ask him into our hearts and our faith. John Wesley called that the demon's faith. But the moment we accept him as a savior and ask him into our lives, that's just like that. Most of us have a great understanding of those two types of grace. But not many Christians know a whole lot about sanctified grace. So we get to those that let us We acknowledge God, 
walking into our lives. But we know very little about that God's way. But there is about that Christians we should spend more time focusing on the indwelling of the Holy Spirit and understanding things about grace. I can assure you that everybody in the South has a Savior's name. And I'm not judging anybody, but I just know the people that you have. But if you haven't been saved, I'm praying that prayer that you will be saved. But I, I'm, I'm speaking to the church, and anytime you speak to the church, you speak to the most of the saved people. But don't miss the best part of the blessing. Perhaps you're on a faith journey in a time where life causes you to sin, but the more Christ you have and the more cause you are, the less sin you're going to have. The sin comes between you and God, the struggle with communion with the Holy Spirit, and your eyes close like a ship, or you're too far from the source today. I don't ask these questions if you rightly or without a tool in the hand. I just want to come today to reassure you that you assert that even though sin, the cancer of the soul will come in your life, the Christ can be there for you and that you can be there with your soul. Don't live an average life, live an abundant life. Live as God sanctified you. This marvelous, infinite, massive praise. Pray to the Savior on all who believe. Pray, pray, God's grace. Grace is a part of the sins of the end. Pray, pray, God's grace. Pray to the Savior in all of our sins. Now we got a special.